We're in a new series that uh, just began last Wednesday night. And I, although you may consider yourself to be a, a Baptist or even a, a member of a Baptist church, you, you may not really know all that sets Baptists apart from other churches. So our series on, on Wednesdays entitled, What is a Baptist? Uh, seeks to help answer that for you and helps us to understand uh, better what a Baptist believe. In our text, Jesus prays uh, for us, and he also addresses truth. And that's going to be the emphasis of the sermon this evening. Truth. So in John 17, we'll begin in verse 17 and read to verse 19. If you're able, stand with me and we'll read our text out loud together. And then we'll go to the Lord one more time in prayer. Again, John 17, verse 17 through verse 19. Again, Jesus is speaking. He's in the middle of a prayer. to his heavenly Father about us and other believers. Let's begin. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. So this evening, the, the question we're seeking to answer um, is actually, what is truth? Let's pray. Our Father, I ask you to help me tonight to say what I should say and say it in the way that it needs to be uh, said. I pray that you would fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. And I pray for each one here that is uh, in this room and listening online tonight that you'd help us to have a, a much better understanding of this topic as well. I pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Last week we saw that uh, Baptists trace, trace their teachings and their heritage uh, back to the first century. Uh, their origins are not like that of any other uh, church, according to historians, about the various faiths. They are not Protestants, but in fact predate the Protestants uh, by a long time. Uh, and also the Catholics as well. Uh, they have been persecuted for their faith greatly. And many uh, died a martyr's death. In spite of the changing times of our day, Faithful Baptist churches continue to teach the historic, I mean, also timeless truths found in the Word of God. Now, of course, in any town, and there are many different kinds of churches, and they all claim to teach the truth. What we must do, though, is take the marks of the New Testament church as seen in the scriptures and 
I find the churches that most closely align with the Word of God down through the ages. And I believe if you do that, that you will see those are indeed Baptist churches. The convictions to which Baptists hold are not a merely a preferences of a denomination, but God-given a truths rooted in the Word of God itself. And the principles that have a distinguished Baptist are ones that have been the result of, of a great persecution. Uh, these are not new principles, but these are ones that were made clear when others introduced new doctrines contrary to the Scriptures or also compromised biblical truth. And before addressing a specific Baptist distinctives, which I plan to start doing next Wednesday, I think it will be helpful to evaluate truth. First of all, what is truth? That's the title of the message, but what is truth? Um, is truth important in our day? Um, is truth relative? Uh, can truth be known? Can it be tested? And then what must you do with truth? The Bible reveals a truth to be... I'm not going to I'm mean, essential, absolute, knowable, I'm mean, intestable. As such, it must be obeyed. So the first point tonight is a truth is essential, essential. The evangelicals would contend that we need to agree on the essentials of Bible doctrine, but that we should still work together and uh, um, a fellowship with those who disagree on a, on a non-essential doctrine. And although that sounds uh, charitable, I mean, it is not biblical. Nowhere in Scripture can you find anything about non-essential doctrine. In contrast, the um, importance of doctrine um, is stressed all throughout the Word of God. Uh, Sixteen times in the uh, three uh, pastoral epistles, that would be 1 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy, um, and also Titus, the word a doctrine is used. And the Bible never diminishes uh, the role of doctrine. But, it, uh, but instead exalts it. Paul said in 1 Timothy 4.13, Until I come, give attendance to reading, referring to reading the Word of God, to exhortation, exhorting others in the Word, 
to doctrine, give attendance to doctrine. First uh, uh, Timothy four sixteen, Paul again says, "Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine." And he goes on and says, uh, continue in them, continue in those doctrines. For in, in doing this, that thou shalt both uh, save thyself and them that hear thee. First Timothy 6, beginning in verse 3. Perhaps I, I should have had you turn to first, first Timothy since I'm reading all these from First uh, Timothy. Um, I won't necessarily read all the rest of the verses from that, uh, that book, but uh, 1 Timothy 6, beginning in verse 3, If any man teach otherwise and consent and not to teach wholesome words, even the, the, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, and it goes on to say, from a set withdraw thyself. So instead of adjoining with those whose, whose doctrine is contrary to the scriptures, we are clearly instructed to withdraw from them. Uh, that is known as biblical separation. Now that has... I've never been popular, as you might guess. Again, many think we should just all join hands and forget about the differences um, in doctrine. However, the Bible teaches that uh, Christians need to live separated lives. We are exhorted to be separate and also holy um, and even different. We are also to withdraw, as it said in the verse that we just read, from those who do not hold a sound doctrine. And we see also in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all on suffering and doctrine, exhort, others with good doctrine, uh, a biblical doctrine. So the primary means of communicating God's word um, is through preaching. And essential to a preaching uh, is doctrine. There's no hint given in the scriptures that we are permitted to equate some doctrine as essential and some as non-essential. The Bible doctrine um, is truth. A truth is essential, all of it. Not only is truth essential, number two, we see truth is absolute. Truth is absolute. Salute. Jesus asked the Father in our texts in John 17, 17, sanctify them, set them apart through thy truth. Thy word is 
truth. Now, some in our world today say there are no absolutes, but of course that in itself um, is a contradiction. Have you ever thought that through? Uh, there are no absolutes. Well, you just made an absolute statement. Um, but we who believe the Bible know there are absolutes. Society may be um, in favor of a moral relativism because it makes people feel better about themselves. Um, it's easier on them. If there are no absolutes, then I don't really sin. I may make errors in judgment sometimes, but it's not um, a transgression against a holy God. I know absolute means I really know rules. I can do what I want. I can do what I feel like doing. You can't judge me because I live by my truth. However, there is absolute truth, of course. There is a right. There is a also wrong. And thus there is a sound doctrine as well as a false doctrine. A no Bible doctrine um, is relative. A truth cannot change. It is absolute. God's word uh, does not change with the times. It does not adapt to what's acceptable um, in popular culture. And there's many churches out there that don't believe and teach anything like they believed and taught uh, 50 years ago or 100 years ago. They've uh, totally changed what they would say is a truth uh, based on the culture. But a truth remains the same and it is always absolutely right and true. John 1, 17, for the law was given by Moses, but a grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. A truth comes by the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is absolute. So truth is essential. It's absolute. It's also knowable. Number three, truth um, is knowable. John chapter 8, beginning in verse 31. And then sent Jesus to those uh, Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall uh, know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth. Truth can be known, but it will only be known if you continue in the word of God. He says, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and it shall make you free. A truth is not a great mystery that cannot be discovered. 
no one can honestly say that they cannot know what God really wants us to believe because we have the Word of God. And, and it's in many, many languages. And uh, it's, um, it's also complete. And so we can't say we don't know what God desires. A truth is available. And it's also knowable. A Psalm 119, 160. It says there, thy word um, is true from the beginning. It's always been true. It always will be true. And God has given to man his holy word and preserved it for us. It provides the a truth about creation, about God himself, about man, about sin, about salvation, about the Christian life, about sound doctrine, about judgment to come, about eternal life, and much, much more. Uh, Jesus proclaims in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The truth is found in the person of Jesus Christ. If you know him, you know truth. So truth is knowable, but many just don't want to hear it. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. So many, as you know, ignore the word of God. It's available if they seek it. They can know what the Bible says, but instead they listen to worldly sources that do not have the truth. So far we've seen that truth is essential, absolute, and uh, and knowable. Number four, truth, I'm, I'm also testable. Truth is testable. You, you can test to see if something is true or, or not true. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. Prove all things. Who in Acts 17, I received the truth with all readiness of mind and I searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Somebody. Exactly. Uh, the Bereans, they were testing, proving what they had heard to ensure that it was indeed the truth. Uh, the uh, test, of course, was the Word of God. So if what they heard didn't match up with what the Word of God said, it was not truth. And that was true 2,000 years ago with them, and it's just as true in our day. 
and the Baptist historian, um, Francis Wayland, wrote the book, Principles and Practices of Baptist Churches. And he wrote that book in 1857. Um, I didn't know him personally. But I do have his book in my library. I kind of like old books like that. They're kind of uh, fallen apart, but, but, but they're old, and you can see they're old. I think it's pretty neat. I do have a, have a German Bible someone gave me, uh, Old Testament and New Testament, and they're large volumes, like this tall and this wide. I don't read German, but I just think it's neat because it's really old. It's from the 1800s. I don't know exactly the date because it's not given um, in that Bible. But I like those old books, um, especially uh, although if they're sound. And uh, this is what Francis Whelan said uh, well over 160 years ago about the differences between Baptists and others. He said, I think the points of difference are important. And that our history is in the highest degree honorable. Now we know that, that there are differences between a Baptist and Protestants, between a Baptist and Catholics. But how do we know who is right? How do we know what is right? We must first acknowledge that it is even possible to know the truth. But then, believing that truth is indeed possible, I'm unknowable, we must test the truthfulness of any belief, of any a system in light of the clear teaching of the Word of God. The Bible encourages us to do that in verses like 2 Timothy 2, 15. Uh, this was a theme verse of our series not too long ago of digging into God's Word and how to dig into God's Word. And we're even going to talk about some of those principles that we used uh, here in the next few paragraphs. But first of all, 2 Timothy 2, 15. A study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. A truth is testable. It is attestable by rightly dividing or interpreting the Word of God. How do you do that? How can you be sure that you are rightly dividing the Word of Truth? Well, I guess you could go back and view the series uh, that we did, Digging into the Word, and I don't remember how many lessons that was, but if you didn't see that, um, you could learn how to better interpret the Bible in that series. But one of the things that we had mentioned there is that you must interpret Scripture with Scripture. And the Bible is its own best commentary. I'm a better than any 
uh, commentary written by any man is the word of God written by God himself. A scripture taken out of context can mean um, something entirely different than what God intended for it to mean. And, and that's the foundation of the false cults. They use the Word of God typically, but they take Scripture out of its uh, context. So we must be diligent to compare Scripture with Scripture and examine a verse in its context to be sure we understand what it says. When something is unclear in the Bible, we are to refer to a clear passage on that a topic. Because certainly there are verses, if you just take that verse or that passage by itself on a particular topic, let's say a salvation, and just in that verse, that passage, it may seem like the Bible is saying something. But then when you compare it with all the other scriptures on that topic, on all the other scriptures of salvation, especially, then you can truly understand what that scripture was saying. You, you can realize, oh, okay, well, it doesn't really mean that like you might interpret it to mean, no, it, it means this because all of these other scriptures, ones that clearly speak on this topic, reveal the Bible doctrines. If a question arises regarding a doctrine in the Bible, our first response should be, what is the clear teaching of Scripture on this subject? Don't go to those obscure passages first and base what you believe on that. No, go to what is a, a clear, a first of all. For example, someone could read a verse like 1 Corinthians 9, 27, where uh, Paul says, I keep under my body and I bring it into I'm into actually subjection, less than by any means when I have a preach to others, I myself should become a, I'm a castaway. Well, what does that mean when Paul says, I should become I'm a, a castaway? Some might think by looking at this verse alone that Paul is saying he is in, in, in risk of losing his salvation if he doesn't keep his body under subjection. But what is the clear Bible teaching regarding eternal security? In John 3.16 is one of many, many clear teachings on that topic. It says, of course, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How long is everlasting life? A long time, yeah. <laughs> Forever, of course. So if God gives you something that is everlasting, that lasts 
forever when you believe on him for salvation, can you lose that thing? Well, it's, it's, it'd be impossible to lose something that is everlasting by the very definition of the term. And John 3, uh, 15, the verse right before, uh, uses the phrase eternal life, mm -hmm. basically meaning the same thing, eternal life, everlasting life. Just in those two verses, John 3, 15 and 16, we understand that you can't lose your salvation, but there's many, many other verses that also teach that same uh, doctrine in Scripture. But there are some verses, like the verse that we read from 1 Corinthians 9, that if you just read that by itself, you might think, well, you know, maybe I can lose my salvation. And, and, and if I sin, and I don't, if I don't get that confessed before I die... I guess I'm going to hell because I, I, I lost my salvation. Well, that's a, that's a horrible way to live the Christian life without the assurance of your salvation. And you can be assured of your, of your salvation because the Bible teaches eternal security. So we see truth is not only essential absolute, unknowable, I mean, also testable. Uh, our Baptist principles are most powerfully ex expressed in the clear uh, teaching of the Word of God. Lastly, number five, we see a truth uh, must be obeyed. We must obey the truth, because there is truth. Galatians 3, verse 1, Paul again uh, speaking here, said, o, o foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth? They got messed up. They... Uh, I believe something that wasn't true. There were people who caused them to doubt or caused them to be discouraged and they didn't obey. The truth. A Baptists are distinct from other faiths because we have I tried to practice to clear the teachings of the scriptures. Of course, no one has to be a Baptist in order to be saved or even to be a good Christian uh, for that matter. And, but unfortunately, Protestant churches and their offspring have uh, carried uh, with them some of the heirs of the Roman Catholic Church uh, from whom they separated. Again, Baptists were never a part of the Catholic Church. And then in what is now known as modern Christianity, a truth has been mixed with error. The result is either a powerless formality, as seen in many of the mainline denominations, that are greatly declining 
here in the States and all over the world. Or, I mean, the sensual worldliness as seen I'm in many contemporary churches. Baptists of old have taken the Bible to a mean, just what it said. And were willing to practice what they taught. Of course, no one did perfectly. Such may have been contrary to the philosopher's intellectual and popular culture of the day, but by so doing, they arrived at the truth. And so is truth essential? Most definitely. It is essential. And no truth of Scripture um, is non-essential. Is truth absolute? Indeed it is. A truth is not relative. It is absolute. Is truth knowable? Yes, you can know the truth from the Word of God, and it'll set you free. Is truth testable? Again, yes. The Bible indicates that a truth can be tested by rightly dividing the Word of God. So if truth is essential, absolute, knowable, and testable, we must obey it. We must follow wholeheartedly and with conviction what the Word of God has to say. We must never forsake the truth. We must never compromise uh, with churches or others who uh, contain error in their doctrine. In the weeks to come, we'll examine the principles which make a Baptist distinct from others. A Baptist distinctives aren't, or, or they are, a Bible doctrines uh, that when taught and obeyed in our churches mark us as distinct or different uh, from other Christian groups. These uh, principles are found in the Word of God. Let's bow our heads and we'll have an invitation at this time. I'll ask you two questions this evening before we close. First of all, who would say, Pastor, pray for me? I desire to obey the truth. I, I truly desire to obey the truth. Amen. Amen. Many hands raised. Secondly, who would say, Pastor, pray for me. I have some other a need in my life this evening or perhaps some other need. I mean, your family or, or at your workplace or some I was somebody close to you, but you say, Pastor, pray for me. I have some other need. I appreciate your prayers on this. Yes, 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 yes. Our dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to take seriously the truth. Help us to learn the truth. Help us to 
obey the truth. Lord, we know it's not easy. Uh, we know this world and the devil is against us, but I pray that we wouldn't back down and that we wouldn't compromise, not in the least. Help us to stand for the truth, I do uh, teach and preach the truth and to also obey it. Lord, I, I, I pray for those that have that desire uh, this evening. I pray that you would help us to uh, uh, follow through with that. And then I pray for those who have a, a, uh, some other need this evening, some other uh, burden on their heart that you'd minister to them in that area. They'd also work in that situation. May your perfect will be accomplished in that. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as we have our invitation tonight, let's uh, stand. And if there is some area of your, of your life that doesn't match up with the truth of the Word of God, let's get that right.